Hello, everybody. Joe with the Gym Life Podcast uh, with another athlete interview coming to you today. And, and this one I couldn't get soon enough after a big weekend introducing new pro strongwoman, Inez Catasquillo. That was almost perfect. Almost perfect? Okay, good. Almost. Because you know I butchered it on the podcast. So I, I had to, I've been <laughs> practicing. I've been listening to your uh, to your little recording you sent me a couple of times. And I wrote it down in phonics even to try to get it right. I, I just started rolling my R's a little bit. So yeah, no, love it. Yeah, it's, I get so many different pronunciations of my name, even my first name. And uh, I just love hearing how people try to figure it out. <laughs> it's nice that you kind of take it more levity in it, you know, and not be one of these oh, people yeah. that get pissed off that everybody says your name. But of course, growing up with it, I'm sure it's just common hat for you now. Oh, at my college graduation, they said Carasquillo. And oh, that was my favorite pronunciation I've ever heard of my name. Yeah, that, that is a pretty good one. I'm glad I didn't do that on the podcast. I was trying, but uh, in any case, thanks for joining me, Inez. This is awesome to have you on today. And you came off a really big weekend. You're three days removed from becoming the new strong woman pro in the United States, which has just got it. Has it even set in yet? Um, yeah, it, it took a while. But when I got back home, I was like, whoa, like this is this is pretty cool. It's something yeah. that, you know, I set out since day one of switching over from powerlifting to strongman. I told my coach like, Hey, I want to be a pro. Like I want to do that level and I want to be at that level. And he's like, let's do it. Um, so it was very exciting and just surreal experience overall. Yeah, I bet it's still kind of digesting, I'm sure. And then you got a big, uh, we're going to talk about this towards the end, but I know the beer stones coming up and you're going to be a big part of that. Um, hopefully uh, something, weekend. another title to add to your name. I hope, um, we're going for the log record in that, aren't we? Uh, no, log record will not happen then. Um, that's something that's in the works. Um, oh, I thought they were doing that there for you. Cause I know you put up that 300 pound log recently. I did. Yes. Um, I did get invited to clash, um, to do the log record there. Um, but it just didn't feel like the right time to do it. Um, okay. so my coach and I decided to decline that offer. Yeah. Um, so we're just waiting for, you know, something a little bit bigger to do and like, um, hopefully hit the record there. Yeah, that was a pretty impressive. And I made mention of that on the show. You know, it's one of those things that with this evolution of strong women, really, we're seeing this sort of paradigm shift in the last couple of years of these great feats of strength that we never thought. Well, I shouldn't say we never thought we'd see. We always knew they were coming. But even myself, I was really surprised at how quickly some of these numbers are being hit. And I'm sure you're seeing it all the time from other strong women as well. I mean, to see a 300 pound log or overhead press of any kind, and not just you, Nadia Stowers is, is, got, is right there as well. And there's some other ones, Melissa Peacock, of course. It just amazes me on a daily basis. Um, what do you attribute that to? Um, I think it is attributed to like women can be pushed and women can hit things that, you know, were not like thought of because, you know, we're finding better ways of being trained we're being pushed like the men are pushed. And I think that there's no limit for us. I think that we did put a limit on ourselves. Like I was a power lifter. So, you know, back in the day when I was powerlifting, you didn't see women deadlifting 500. Like you see them deadlifting 500. now. No. You didn't see 500 pound raw squats coming from 165ers and 181s, you know, that was just like, whoa. And now we have women that are benching over 315. We have, oh, yeah. and it's like the bar just, we're just setting the bar higher and higher. And I think that it's just, you know, there's confidence in us to do things. And like, we're able to push ourselves and like, 
we want to show that we are at that same level that men could be at, you know, maybe physically, we're never going to hit a thousand pound deadlift. You're not going to see that coming from who knows. Yeah. You never know. It you never know, but yeah, you're right. You never yeah. know. Yep. But it's like, I think that we're pushing levels that I've never seen before because I think there's that confidence in us and people want to see that. And we're in the gym putting just as much work in. And I think that it's just going to continue, you know, setting that bar higher and higher. So there's less of a stigma attached to it, it too. I, I, I mean, definitely we all notice that. I mean, there's not any more of this hiding in the shadows kind of thing, you know, strong women in general, not just the sport, but in general now are really out there to make a statement. They're saying, okay, I, I can be accepted, you know, cause for so long, you know, we talk about, you know, this revolution of uh, feminism. I'm not big on that word, but I think we both know what I'm talking about, empowering women. And I love it, of course. And I think that we're seeing a lot more of that today as a result of some of the women that came before you um, and, and kind of push that envelope. And now this social media thing has opened up the opportunity for, you know, a lot more exposure and also love for watching, you know, these great athletes, both men and women, you know, hit these huge numbers these days. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The stigma thing, you know, is big, you know, I'm almost six foot two, I am 230 pounds. I, when I was powerlifter, I was 330 pounds, oh, big geez. woman. Yeah. And, you know, I never wanted to record myself. I never wanted to put stuff up there. Like you'll see, I don't really have any powerlifting videos until like my last year of powerlifting, just because it was like, I don't want people to see me like, right. Um, right. I was very shy. And like, do people want to see this? Like, I don't know. Um, and then it was just like building confidence to like put myself out there. And, you know, my old powerlifting coach, Matt Blankenberger out of Rockwell Barbell, he was just like, no, like you need to start posting. You need to start showing like, because other women are going to follow That's other right. women that are your size that are shy, you know, don't have that confidence. They're going to see that. And they're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to start posting. Like I'm going to start getting back in the gym. And like my platform is mostly women that, you know, started doing strong women or powerlifting because they saw me and they were like, I could do that too. And like, that's, that's where my message yeah. comes from. It's just like, throw yourself out there and like do it. Yeah. And I imagine after you threw yourself out there and did it and there's the response, uh, it's been pretty overwhelming, I'm sure. Huh? Oh yeah. Every day it's like constant messages and just like, how do I get started this? And I'm like, I'm not a coach, but I'm going to send you to somebody I think you'd be great right. for, right. you know, I, I love being able to be that start, you know, for somebody to get into the strength sports because it's made my confidence so much better. Like my speaking, like just everything. Sure. So. Sure. Why did it all start for you? And, and as I mean, it, it, you know, your, your, your powerlifting career and, uh, you know, obviously you, you did really well there and it was easy transition for you to come over to Strongman. We'll talk about that. Probably not as easy as I'm suggesting it is. Cause I'm sure you had a lot of changes both physically and, and also from a training standpoint, but where did it all start for, for you? Um, you know, just kind of give me a walkthrough of, of you as a, a growing up and, and what were some of the adversities you faced and, and what, what brought you into lifting and what brought you kind of into the strength sports? Yeah. So, um, I do have a five-year-old child. Um, I stopped lifting, you know, I was always kind of like in the gym, always like athletic. Um, I used to run a lot. Um, I did track and field and volleyball almost my entire life. I threw shot put. So shout out to the throwers out there. Um, strongman's a great sport for you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, but after I had my child, I fell into this really bad postpartum depression where like, I didn't even get out of bed some days where like, I just 
laid there and I ended up gaining, oh my God, I gained so much weight. I think at my heaviest, I was about 350 pounds. And I, yeah, I used food as coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I developed binge, binge eating disorder and it was just constant eating. And just like, I never went back to the gym. And then I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? My blood pressure is high. I have prediabetes. I am going to not be able to see my child grow up if I continue this. Um, so I signed up for a commercial gym by my house and I just started, I did upper, lower, upper, lower, four days a week. Um, and then it just became like a, like it became an addiction again, where I was just like, I missed yeah. this. I needed to come back. Um, and then I found Rockwell Barbell, the gym um, in Chicago. And someone was like, you should power lift. And I was like, I don't even know what powerlifting is. Um, this was in 2019, early 2019. Okay. Um, and I walked into Rockwell and Matt, who is co-owner of the gym, he's like, hey, do, does anybody coach you? And I was like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. I came in here because I saw a powerlifting gym and I was just interested. He's like, well, I'm going to coach you. Don't let anybody else talk to you. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I don't even know your name, dude. Um, But sounds good. So I started coaching under Pig Collective, started programming. um, And I learned what powerlifting was. And um, I did my first meet July of 2019. I went like four and nine. (laughs) And uh, it was Sounds like a first meet. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like a first meet. And I was like, I love this. I love like, you know competing again. Cause you know, I was very competitive in high school and college and, you know, I felt like I was becoming me again. And then, uh, COVID kind of shut everything down the year after. Um, so I didn't really compete in the beginning of the year. Um, and then my last powerlifting meet was power surge, October of 2020. And I ended up totaling, uh, 1,450 pounds. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a hell of a total. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. And then A week before Power Surge, I decided to sign up for the local uh, strongman meet that was like at the same gym. Yeah. Because they were just like, hey, sign up. It's fun. Like, you'll like it. You know, you sometimes do log press in the gym and stuff. Like, just sign up. And so I was like, all right, I'll sign up. It was literally like two weeks after that powerlifting meet. So I literally had two weeks to like get ready for it. I had to learn how to do stone of steel. I had to learn how to do like a keg walk and stuff. Yeah. So um, maybe like, oh, what was it? The week of or the week after power surge my current coach alec jose he messaged me on instagram and he's like hey i want to talk to you um i want to get to know you i think you should switch over to strongman and i was like this guy's crazy like i'm gonna get an invite to the current next year i'm gonna get an invite to this right. and do powerlifting." um and so he's like hey let me program for you see how you like it this is your trial let's let's you know kill this little strongman me and see how you like it so I ended up winning that strongman meet. There were three heavyweights. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is so much more fun yeah. than powerlifting is. No yeah. offense to powerlifters out there, but like that meet was so quick. You know, we went into everything and it wasn't like 30 minutes in between each attempt. Sure, it was sure. super quick and fast paced. And I was like, this is fun. Um, so then he called me after and he's like, hey, you got to make a decision. He's like, Beast to the Bluegrass is in like four weeks. And you can get an Arnold bid if you win this. Yeah, that's a big show. That's a big show. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's in Kentucky. You could drive there. You know, you could still sign up. He's like, you know, we could do this. And I was like, he's like, or you could power lift and you can like wait till the showdown. You could wait till the current, do all that. He's like, but I don't think you should do both. 
Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know, Matt is like one of my best friends. So I was like, okay, um, Matt, what do you think? He's like, you need to follow what you like doing. He's like, and I see that you love doing strongman, and I think you can be really good at this. So I called Alec back and I was like, hey, I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Four weeks of training for Beast of the Bluegrass. I won my Arnold bid. I won that meet. Um, wow. And then it was just full on strongman after that. You know, what a, what a progression. I mean, it happened quickly to no surprise. I mean, you have an athletic background anyhow. So really it was just a matter of kind of getting out of the funk that you were in and then yep. getting back to that commercial gym and just sort of, you know, realizing that, okay, well, things are progressing pretty good here and feeling good about yourself. And all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, back to powerlifting or into powerlifting, which you're right. Strongman is a, a rock star version of that for sure. Uh, the okay. energy. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, yeah. And to have that choice is fun too. You know, you're good at one sport. Uh, and then to have the opportunity, of course, to have, have the opportunity to do another sport, not even knowing what it's all about and having such a good time doing it and realizing, oh, maybe, maybe there's something here. You know, what was interesting to me was I, I kind of followed your strongman progression uh, through the last, uh, I guess, couple of years since I've been stalking everybody on social media, you know. And what amazed me about your progression was the athleticism that you developed. Uh, it was really obvious. Uh, you you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I'm sure that transitioning from powerlifting to strong woman, and there's a lot of guys and girls out there right now that are going to listen to this, go, okay, I'm a powerlifter now. What is it going to take for me to get into strong man? What are, what are your thoughts on that? What can you share? I had to lose a lot of weight. Um, mm -hmm. My At my last powerlifting meet, I was about 320, 330 pounds. Yeah. Um, I was weight moves weight. I'm going to be big. I'm going to squat a lot of weight. I'm going to deadlift. Right you know, and I was okay with that way. I wasn't running. I wasn't, you know, I didn't need to do that. And then when Alec, you know, took me under his wing and was like, Hey, you got to lose some weight. He's like, this is, you." he's like, you're not going to be the fastest. You're not going to be able to front carry, you know, implements like, you know, the smaller girls because you can't get your arms around it. I have a very short wingspan. I have a yeah. five, six wingspan. And I'm almost six, two. Oh, geez. <laughs> very short. Yeah. Very good at overheads because of that. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like I had a gut and I had trouble, you know, keeping up. I had trouble with distance events. I had trouble, you know, I had a lot, just a lot of trouble with all that stuff because I couldn't breathe. I was having trouble, you know, right. with that. So the first thing he said was, we're going to get your nutrition in check and we're going to lose some weight. We're going to make you an athlete. Yeah. Um, and that was like, whoa, like, no, you're right. I need to. I need to get my cardio up. I do cardio twice a week, at least, you know, yeah. assault bike burpees. I look like a CrossFitter in the it's gym, hard, yeah. in front of me. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's it. That's what it took to switch over from powerlifting to strongman because, you know, you got to be able to do AMRAPs, you know, at most shows, you got to be able to run, you got to be able to, you know, just move. And, um, that was something that I really had to learn how to do. And it was not, easy i luckily had a very long off season from beast the bluegrass to rainier um and that was just lose weight become an athlete you know and uh, the big thing i had to learn how to do was overhead press um and strict press uh sorry split jerk that was like my big like learning thing because he said if you want to put big weights over your head you're right. going to split yeah yeah you know we had a conversation about that the other day in particular on the show where i was kind of I don't want to say beating up the split jerk, but, uh, you know, you, if you watched or didn't watch it, my thought was, yeah, is this really an overhead press? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's allowed, it's allowed. And, and you're right. That's, that's the only way to compete right now, both men and women, for the most part. And the heavyweight men have a little more of a problem with that, of course, because they're so big and they're buried by such heavy weight on those logs. 
of course, that's going to be a problem. Now, as you girls get quickly above 300 pounds, it's going to be interesting to watch that split jerk progress as well. Um, oh, yeah. You uh, So you converted yourself really from a static, you know, strength athlete, that being a power lifter, and to the more of a more of a dynamic athlete being a strong woman. Um, did you carry a lot of your strength or was that difficult for you to manage your strength as you were kind of losing the weight? Um, I lost a hundred pounds in about a year. So yeah. it really messed with me mentally because I did lose a lot of my static strength and I had to start from scratch with my leverages changed. You know, my right. body was so different. You know, my deadlift, you can watch my Instagram. My deadlift has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be able to just rip the slack out and yank it off the floor. and now. I have to learn a lot more control because my body doesn't, you know, right. do the same things that it did when I had more weight on me. Um, and, you know, Alec is a great coach. He super patient with me. And there were days where I'd FaceTime and crying, like I can't strict press 150 pounds. And I did it like three weeks ago. What's wrong with me? He's like, patience, buddy, patience. Like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You know, you're going to feel like crap most days, you know, cause it was like, my whole body, like I lost a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just like starting from scratch. I, I don't low bar squat anymore. When I was a power lifter wraps and low bar. Right. And right. I was like, West side barbell stands for my feet were outside the pegs of the yeah. squat rack. Yeah. And now I high bar and you know, my feet are super close in and I, I put two twenty five on the bar and I almost fell with it. Oh, geez. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hell, like I squatted 600 in comp and now I can't even squat 225. And, you know, we built up with your mind, doesn't it? I mean, it's gotta it be crazy. Does. Yeah, it does. Cause then people on Instagram and stuff are like, Hey, what's going on with you? Like you used to squat this and you used to pull this. And, and I'm like, it's different. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to shut everything off for a few months and just not even turn yeah. it back on. You know, it's so true though. I mean, we relate powerlifting with size equals strength and with strongman, it's a bit of more of a, it's a, it's a bit of a, an enigma really, because there's those moments where, you know, you need the size, but you can't take away from your speed. And uh, so it's really trying to dial it in. And without that proper sort of guidance to do that, you can find yourself in some pretty weird spots where you're feel good, but maybe you're just not competition ready, or you think you're competition ready, but you're just not quick enough or athletic enough to get the job done. Um, but it seems like you dialed that in. And I will say this, and I know Alec, so, and, and I had him on with Aaron a while back, a uh, good dude. Um, hey, Alec, I think she proved you wrong. She's super fast. Um, because I watched those videos of the Arnold, and I'm going to tell you right now, if, and I'm not the only one that saw it. It wasn't just your lifting that impressed me. You were so fast to the sandbag. You were so fast to the bag over bar. You were so fast to the deadlift bars. I mean, compared to how these other women were moving, that's really, in my opinion, where I was the most impressed besides the fact that you really had a perfect show. I, 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 would you agree? Did, did you, did you think that your speed was were better than you thought it was going to be? Or how did you go going into that show and performing like you did? What were some of the things coming out of it that you took from it? I, yeah, my speed was something that I was at like a lot of PRs just in like, you know, yeah. my squat, I hit 10 reps in 30 seconds in the gym. I was, it took a whole minute to get those reps. So like the speed on my squats, the speed on my sandbags weren't as fast as they should have been. I was a little disappointed in that, but like, I like throwing bags. It's like my, I thought you were lightning fast. I I don't know how much faster you could have done those. I hit six bags at worlds in 20 seconds. So I was like, damn it. Same weight. Was (laughs) it the same weight? No, they were heavier. Oh, really? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Worlds was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, yeah, my speed was something that we really worked on. But the biggest thing that we did in this prep was like smoothness because I have a problem in my competitions where I rush. And like you saw my world's videos, my deadlift, mm -hmm. I ended up going over the bar and like cat backing a bar yeah. that like, I could pull easily in the gym. And I missed it at worlds, which, you know, put me like lower in the pack and like, you know, scoring and stuff. And this prep, he's like, hey, buddy, you can do this. You could pull this, but I want you to do it where it, like your form is like perfect. He's like, yeah. that's what's going to be your PR this time. And, you know, that's what like I was dialed into was just like, don't rush it. Like be fast, but be smooth because you could be as fast as you want. But if you're not smooth, you're not going to pull it off the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny you say that now that I look, think back to the videos that I watched it, it, you did have that characteristic. It was very methodical, but you were fast and you, and you didn't have any fumbles. Everything was just there. Every grip was there. Every stance was there. And as I kind of look back, yeah, you're right. That it was a certain smoothness to what you were doing as I looked at some of the other girls. And maybe that's where I picked up that speed from, right? Because you would get to a point you'd be in control where some of the other competitors would get to that point and there'd be a moment of collecting themselves um, where you didn't have that. So I would agree. Yeah. There was a certain smoothness to that, that looked fantastic. Did you going into that competition? Did you think, I mean, of course we all think we're going to win or we're there for a reason because we can compete at a high level, but I mean, you really had a show of shows. I mean, after that first day, what, what was going through your head? I was just so happy that I, did not fumble that deadlift because I was not expecting to start day one with a deadlift. That's always the event that kind of like messes me up. Cause I'm like, I hate deadlifts. Like it's my worst lift. Yeah. And I'm going to get fifth place again. Like I can't do this. And to tie for first, I was like, wow, that is a huge mental thing for me. And I was like, okay, good. I did every, what I did in the gym, I did it at competition. And that was a huge deal for me. Yeah. So I was like on cloud nine, just because I was like, I start, I didn't mess this up. And then I was the only heavyweight to finish the medley. And that yeah, was like, yeah. those handles on that wheelbarrow were something. They were so slick. Were they? <laughs> I, I love that apparatus, though. I mean, I was going to ask you how you like that. I did not like those handles. No. I think that fumbled a lot of people because yeah. there were no tape or no knurling on those handles. It's a smooth bar, huh? It was a smooth bar. That's so weird, like, yeah. Yeah, and I heard at Nationals, they like taped them up. Okay. So uh, I think people were expecting them to be like taped or like okay. have some curling on them. But like you saw at the end of it, I tripped because I dropped it and I fell on it. <laughs> yeah, that might have been your, that might have been the, the most unsmooth moment of the whole, whole meet for you. But I am clumsy. So like that <laughs> for me to not fall with the sandbag was like a big moment for me, too. <laughs> right. Well, hey, it's nice starting off of that deadlift. The one thing that's in the back of your mind, it's the very first event, which, of course, is just freaking you out. And then you get through it and go, OK, now what's next? I already know I can handle everything else. So yep. No, that was the one event that I was just like, yeah. And I was so excited that we got to do the overhead on the big stage. Yeah. Because I, I asked my coach, I was like, hey, can I put on a little show? Yeah. <laughs> you bread and butter, baby. I mean, that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. How much that fun was, was like, that competing in front of that audience too. I know on the first day or so, I mean, the audience was limited. We know that it was, you know, as I saw the camera kind of panning around, unfortunately I didn't make it down there, but uh, that big stage, you guys had quite an audience in front of you, didn't you? Oh yeah. The main stage had a huge audience. It was like, it followed like the slap, uh, the face slap. Oh whatever. yeah. 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 
so I think they were like all sure. waiting to see what was next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were kind of still sticking around, which is nice. I mean, that's kind of a part of it. You know, that whole face slapping thing I as I, I was just like, ah, at first I was just hating on it. Like, what are we doing? Why are we bringing this stuff to the forefront of a, you know, what we consider like a fitness expo, you know? Then uh, I kind of fell in love with it because that shit's fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's, hey, it's entertaining and that's what yeah. we want to see. <laughs> that's right. And it does take a bit of power to knock those guys out with one slap. So I would oh, never yeah. want to be on the receiving end of any of that stuff. But nope, same. so you, so you get to, you get to the third day, you pretty, I mean, is it safe to say, and, and you probably not because anything could happen, right? And you, it, you, you, you kind of felt like it was your show to win at that point. Uh, unless you really fumbled up somewhere. I, I don't, I, where the points were kind of playing out. Was there a close moment? I mean, was there a moment? Not to take anything away from your competitors, but did you feel like you owned it at that point? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even have to do the stones. Um, right, I was right. up. Yeah, so but I wanted to. It's my Showing favorite. Off event. a little bit. I saw you. No, it's yeah. my favorite event. I love yeah. stones, and uh, my uh, my gym partner James Stanko. I go to his gym. Yeah, he was the one feeding the stones, and he's like, "Nice." Put on. He's like, "You got this," and I was like, "All right, let's do this." How, how many times did you get that stone? I've never hit a 365 stone before in my life. What you got it a couple times, didn't you? No. So what happened was I did the 300 yeah. and I was the only woman to do 300. And they were like, Hey, you want to do another one? Oh, gotcha. So gotcha. They pulled out okay. the 325 and I was yeah. like, all right, cool. And my coach was like, Mike, he was like, don't do it. And I was like, Oh man, but they're telling me to do it the next one. Yeah. So I was I'm like, so conservative. Hey, I, I know so he's much. a conservative guy. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I love you so much. Please do it. But they accidentally rolled out the 365 and not the okay. 365. Okay. And um, those stones were from James Sango's gym. So I've used those stones. And my PR before that was 350 to 48. Right. It was ugly. Yes. So for me to smoothly pick that 365, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I, that was some good adrenaline going the, at that point, wasn't it? I wish I did the record breakers after that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, you had really a storybook show there. I, I, I felt that way as I was watching you through those days and seeing the video feeds come across. I really felt like you were in complete control from the first event all the way, of course, to the last event, which you didn't have to do. Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, Inez, I can't remember a show uh, on any level for that matter that somebody really ran the table like you ran. That was a perfect show. Uh, maybe outside the wheelbarrow stumble, which really didn't matter because you were already across the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was great. So moving forward, just out of curiosity, leading, uh, something I ask all my strong men and women when, when I interview them, because there's some different, and I, I'm familiar with Alex's training method, but I'm curious just to compare it. Because um, I know every one of us get tweaked a little bit different in how we you know, how we perform in, in our lifts and, and how our training's going. Was there, what were some of the big moves that you made leading up to the show you felt kind of were, were good, good training moves that sort of put you in a real good position for this? Is there anything that kind of comes to your mind? Um, he really let me have fun with this prep. Um, I, you know, sometimes we get into these like, you know, preps where we're just like hammering, trying to like hit numbers, like, like, let's say the deadlift, like worlds, the last bar was 580 pounds. Yeah. So we were just nailing deadlifts and pause deadlifts, stuff I hate. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I hate it, but I got to love it because I need to be a better deadlifter. Right. Because that's what's going to fall me short and bigger shows with women like Gabby Dixon with yeah. Victoria Long, you yeah. know, that deadlift 600 pounds raw. You know what I mean? It's right. crazy. Yeah. So, you know, world's prep was very tough on me mentally just because I was like, I can't hit this number. I can't. It was just like defeatist or whatever. 
But this show, I knew I could hit all the numbers. I, you know, there are events that I love. I love to squat. I was like, this is awesome. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So he was like, let's have some fun. And this, we pushed my overhead a lot. He yeah. was like, you know, you're good. Like, let's, let's get a big overhead. And I was like, all right, cool. So then I got to do that 300 pound. We had a mystery event. The stones was a mystery event. Yeah, that's right. We didn't know if it was going to be a max log. We didn't know if it was going to be circus dumbbell. We didn't know sandbag to shoulder. It could have been anything. Yeah. So I got to do all the stuff that I never really touched before. We did like arm over arm. We did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, Just for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what was the game changer was just like getting to have some fun with it and pushing something I like to do. So I love overheads and to get my split jerk confidence up and i'm like oh i could go for a record this year yeah and i thought that right was pretty cool. sure yeah you're right there yeah, yeah it, so you had a really relaxed prep which is nice because i can remember even powerlifting and doing strongman myself you're right some of those preps were stressful you bring that into the show a little bit there's a little bit more on your shoulders uh but yeah. being able to be relaxed going into a show where kind of are you already know most of the events fit your wheelhouse yeah. anyhow you're having fun with it because you've already been to world so you've been to uh, a situation where you've dealt with heavy weight before. So you're going into this now and going, okay, I can, you know, I can kind of just have some fun here. And, and as a result, it was, again, I go back to it over and over. It was just probably the perfect show. And I, I don't want to bring you down, but you may never see this again. I mean, <laughs> you're going into the dragon's den right now with this pro class that's uh, out there. And that's frightening. I mean, that is just frightening. I, are you looking ahead a little bit? Who are some of the women that all of a sudden you're finding yourself going to be competing against that you just sort of go, wow, I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. It's it's kind of cool, though, that I did get to do the Rainier Pro-Am because I did get to go head to head with Victoria. I did yeah. get to go head to head with like Corey Butler, you know, Kim Dirks. I got to compete against Annabelle Chapman, Rebecca oh, Roberts, yeah. I, you know, world. So it was like even before, you know, being a pro, I got to do some really cool stuff. Where it was like, hey, I'm an amateur. I'm gonna go ahead and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, they can whoop my ass all day. Like, it's right. awesome. no, no pressure. No I'm pressure. honored. I am yeah. so honored. Yeah. Um, and you know, Rainier, I got second place. Um, yeah. Yeah. By three points. So I was like, oh shoot, like I can keep up a little bit. Like this, yeah. this is pretty cool. Huge and confidence think, builder. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was very like, I guess amateur in a sense where I don't have a lot of competitions under my belt. Right. Rainier was my third show ever, if you yeah. want to count my first one, which was just like a local, you know, show. Yeah. So it was my second show. And um, it's just, you know, learning how to time your warmups, learning how to eat in between. Like Rainier was fast. It was like a two hour show. I like that. Did you like that? I, I did a lot. The only problem, it was outside. So it was okay. really hot. Yeah. And it was just like, by the end of the day, I was like, Oh God, I don't know how I'm going to put tacky on and like do stones. I'm dying yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, but I did like that. It was super fast because we got it done. And like, we were warm all day. We weren't sitting for a few hours or like yeah. waiting for people to go. They ran that show really well. Um, and like with worlds, you know, we did, it was three days. I don't like three day competitions. Yeah. It's very long and taxing. Yeah. Um, but you know, they ran that show very well. Mm-hmm. It was three days for this one. So like now that I have some more competitions under my belt and stuff, I think that it's just going to make me more professional in the sense where like, I know how to, you know, time my warmups. I know when to eat. I know when to do this. Um, yeah. 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 That's a big part of the sport. I think a lot that's undervalued. I, I, I would say for a, well, and maybe not for somebody that's been through it now, but you, you realize the value of 
of competition, not necessarily training, not necessarily implements, but the idea that you have to put yourself in this position to sometimes compete for three straight days, sometimes compete in a show that might be four to six hours long or longer, God forbid, promoters get it right. We should never see that. Um, but, you know, or these shows that move at lightning speed, like the Rainier at two hours, I mean, to be able to know how you can deal with those type of, you know, uh, situations is huge because I've seen it work. Strong men and women will go into a show and either it's all faster than they've ever dealt with or longer than they've ever dealt with. And they shit the bed because they're just not prepared to compete. Yep. And I think now that I've had both ends of the spectrum, I yeah. can like, you know, start to figure it out a little bit better. And I'm competing a lot this year. This would be a pretty nice. good year for me. Yeah. yeah so nice. well, what's on the I'm agenda? I'm doing beer stone this weekend. Um, I'm going to do the Rainier classic. Um, and then I'm hoping to do the Shaw classic because it's the first year that they yeah, women. have women. Yeah. Um, so I will be, you know, doing the qualifier for that and hopefully competing at the Shaw classic. Um, and then I'm going back to OSU this year. Yeah. Yeah. That is a busy year. It sounds like Rainier, you just want to win that damn show and call it yours because you came so close last year. Obviously who's going to turn down the Shaw classic. I mean, I've said it over and over again. That's probably the premier show uh, in the United States that Ryan's doing there. And so personable. It's so personable. I, I would love to get a $600 ticket, sit on the floor and hang out with these guys all weekend, you know, oh, yeah. um, and what a great show that is. And then of course, OSG. I mean, yeah, you really have it set up in the beer stone. I got that mixed up because I talked to Hannah uh, cold iron a couple weeks ago and we were talking about you and, and talking about Nadia. And I was wondering where this was going to take place. Cause this is being set up for a, an awesome world record press, right? I mean, your log press at some point is going to be showcased as a feature event. Uh, I think the promoters out there are already looking at who's going to be in that mix. I thought the beer stone was going to be it for some reason, but you're actually competing in that show. I am. Yes. How do you feel about going into that so quickly after the Arnold? Do you feel pretty good or you got any concerns? Um, I, so I've never done a truck pull before, so it's going to be like a a meet of first, which will be fun. And like, I don't have any expectations. I'm kind of yeah. just going in there and I'm going to have some fun. It's yeah. Good for you. Money, so I'm going to do my best and, you know, hopefully yeah, you're win. not coming off a pro win or win to be a pro and thinking I got to win every show. Now you're just treating it the same way you always have going and have fun. Oh yeah. And like not, you know, training for me, like you don't have that pressure of like expectations on you because I've never done it before. And yeah. you know, who's yeah. the belt is heavy. It's an what, is it? what is it? 300 pounds for distance. Oh, geez. Yeah. Get your breath yeah. ready for that. Shit. You're oh, running out of, those are the ones you run out of steam before you run out of strength. Yeah. Well, I know I'm like, I will not, I'm not putting that down unless I fall on top of it. So. Right. That's the right <laughs> attitude for sure. Yeah. It, yeah but it's, it's also fun a now going forward with these different and, and promoters are getting kind of creative right now. We're seeing a lot of kind of fun stuff coming out of the woodwork that we haven't seen before. And yeah, it's a great time to be a strong woman or strong man. That's for sure. I mean, you're going into the lion's den now, of course, with all these great pro women. And, you know, not only that, these events now are going to be testing your fortitude because they are heavier than hell. I mean, they just are. And I, I love that. Uh, I love that they're pushing the women weights higher yeah, because, yeah. you know, some shows like, like some, like even at the Arnold too, just like the overhead was like 215 for the yeah. last bar. And like, I love how they pushed it over 200. I'm yeah. like, should keep pushing it because it like, if we keep setting that bar higher, it just only pushes us to like, be better. You know, if we keep things at such a low weight or like, oh, maybe, you know, we don't want women to zero it. So let's, you know, push it right. down. It's like, oh, it should be the same as the men. We're like, it's okay for them to zero stuff. Cause it's heavy. 
Yeah. But, you know, they're pushing themselves to like get to those weights. And I think that that's important for us to be at that same, like, you know, why are we having heavyweight women doing a 200 pound sandbag? I agree. I agree. It yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really on the promoters too. And it's on sort of just the general, the general sort of barometer of strong men and strong women that we realize where these top competitors are at. Like we follow each other. So we're able to know that there's women like you out there that are capable of doing the weight. I mean, obviously as a spectator, watching zeros is no fun. So we have to sell this sport yeah. to the consumer as well, but you do still have to be okay with it. Like you said, because the envelope has to be pushed because the heavier that weight gets, and we both know it, it becomes a spectacle. And when it becomes a spectacle, people start getting interested in wanting to watch it. Not these 175, like you said, you know, we want to see weight. And, and that's kind of what we're getting now with women like you. And I can go on the list, right? Uh, you know, uh, Hannah Lindsay and Melissa Peacock, Nadia Stowers, and, uh, and on and on and on and on. These are just a few on top of my mind. No offense to any other super strong women out there, but uh, what a great time to be a strong woman. Um, I, I, listen, I, I, can all, I am so impressed by you and I'm so impressed by um, uh, what you did at the Arnold, but even prior to that, just the transition that you made from powerlifting to strong woman. And now just the kind of weight that you're throwing around. Inez, I mean, seriously, I mean, you've got a bright future. Um, how old are you? Uh, 28. 28. Yeah, I'd say you're not 20. even in your wheelhouse yet. Yeah, how good has that got to feel? It, you know, when you have a child, though, I don't know if you have any kids. I do. I got a five-year-old, like, sadly. I wish he was Oh, yeah, you, probably, you feel like you aged 25 years. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I'm 50, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does take the steam out of you, but I see you training with your son a lot, which is fun. Yeah. You know, my favorite video is out of all your videos is your sandbag with your son in your arms. How fun is that? He loves strongman. And this was the first competition he actually got to see of mine, powerlifting or strongman. So he oh, got really? To yeah. He's kind of getting to that age now, isn't he? Where he's sort of enjoying mom out there kind of doing fun stuff and being a part of the scene a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he loves attention. So he loved that. And everyone's like, oh, he's so cute. And like, yeah, he was telling everyone, I want to be the king of stones. And I was like, nice. Tom, you better watch out. We got, <laughs> got a five-year-old coming for you. <laughs> that's nice. The king of stones. There's nothing wrong with that title at all. We've had a few oh. of those over the years and that's a big title. So yeah. What's your son's name? Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Cute, cute kid. Yeah. Like I said, I, I always enjoy that. That's, that's my, my love for kids. And I love to see all these athletes showcase their kids at this stuff too, because it just brings it in. It really does because none of us really, not me, obviously I don't compete anymore yet. yet. I'm going to be back, but you know, there's not a lot of money involved in this. There's not a lot of anything, but just sort of loving the sport and bringing people in that you love to be around and family. That's kind of what we hang our hat on, isn't it? And that's what it should be about too. You know, like I always tell people I'm like role model first, athlete yeah. second. That's and, right. you know, I try to empower as many people as I can around me because at the end of the day, you know, I want my son to be proud of me. And, you know, that's, what's important to me. If he's proud of me for losing, but or winning, like he's going to be proud of me no matter what, as long as I carry myself in a way that's respectful. And that's, that's what I care about, you know? Yeah. And, and as you certainly carry everybody else sees that too. Um, yeah, you're definitely an ambassador for the sport uh, as a new pro strong woman. You're the next generation of that strong woman coming up in the scene. And there's a bunch of them out there, as I've mentioned prior. And uh, I appreciate you coming on with me today. I know my, my, my uh, listeners are going to love it as well. You're a big topic of conversation out there, which is fun oh, to God. be there. Now you're getting into a whole different area where you might not be for another couple of years, but break that log record, damn it. And then yeah, we want to see that. And I bet you it's well, over 300. I want to get the axle. I want, 
my goal for strong women, like my overall goal is I don't want anybody ever beating me at an overhead event. Nice. That's like my one goal. Like I yeah. was like, Hey, you could whoop my ass at deadlift. You could take, you could beat me in a medley. You could trip me, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. like, I will not be beating overhead circus they dumbbells in their boots. No, you're coming to the competition to do overhead press. Exactly. Yeah. I want them to be like, Oh, okay. We're fighting for second on the overhead because <laughs> I want to win every overhead. That's right. It's my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, don't have that overhead press be somewhere where you really need it at the end of the show because you know that as your competitor, you don't want to see that at all. Let's get exactly. it over with first so I know how I got to catch up, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get this out right away. And again, Inez, I, I hope to run into you soon. I, I'm trying to think where that might be. I, I thought you were going out to Clash. Uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, I, You know what? I, that Rainier show sounds like a really fun show. Uh, maybe we can get out there to see you. But again, I appreciate it so much coming on. And is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I just, you know, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate just being able to talk and it's been crazy. So yeah, it sure has. So yeah, sit back and enjoy this for a few more days before you got to get out the beer snow. I know I fly out Friday at 5 a.m. Boy, oh boy, that's a schedule. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what you do out there. I know they got a live stream out there and stuff, and ADL, I think, is doing it. So we'll push that for ADL uh, uh, ADL Live, and uh, I'm sure going to watch it myself. So good luck out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, thank you.